Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Must see WWE talk show in history. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed Retro. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid. And everybody say, Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Retro wrestling podcast i'm your host mr and it's been a while since we've been here and actually did a retro podcast i know you guys out there have been asking for us to be doing the podcast and i do apologize life gets in the way a lot of times that we do get a lot busy but you know what survivor series is this sunday and somebody requested that we do wwe survivor series 2003 and that's actually one of my favorite survivor series uh matches that is on here so uh, right now my co-host is not with me i of course i'm your host mr a and and today i have a special co-host i was actually on his show a week ago and i invited him on to come talk some old school survivor series wrestling with me so if my co-host will go introduce himself oh hey hey everybody um um this is i am steven and uh and i was and I do a podcast called Cyber Time Bite and Adventure Time Guys, but um, but but like I do them both. And Cyber Time Bite is the show that I had Mr. A and E on, and in his episode will become will become is already out, and you can go listen to it right now on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and when the time comes, eventually when it hits, um. When it hits, uh, what is it? Real Hot Radio 365, and coming soon, my podcast is gonna finally be on iTunes because I finally gave in, so I could be on every platform possible. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, so 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 pretty soon, I'm gonna be on iTunes, on top of Spreaker, on top of Spotify, on top of iHeartRadio. It's it's. it's- it's amazing. And, you know, that's great. Congratulations to that. And once again, thank you for having me on your show, The Cyber Time Bite, man. I, I had a great time. What you just talking? We just talked about a little bit of everything from wrestling to uh, comics to retro stuff to uh, even Stan Lee. And he has a, actually, he has an awesome story about when he met Stan Lee as well. Because my Stan Lee podcast is up. You guys can listen to that also on all the podcast apps that you guys have. It's uh and it's also on YouTube on the Nergasm Talk podcast episode sixty six, I believe it is. So please don't quote me on that. But you know what? We're here to talk about a retro pay review today in Survivor Series two thousand three. But before we get into that real quick, Steven, uh are you a fan of the Survivor Series match? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I mean, especially when they do it with the brand split, because it doesn't. Here's the thing with me and Survivor Series: it only, it really, really works if you have like a brand split, like between like Raw and SmackDown. Yes, I can understand back in the '80s and in the early '90s and just the '90s in general, and before the brand split happened, 
how how they just made shit teams and they just went up against each other. I mean, that's cool too. Uh-huh. But it made more. But it's more special when you have something behind it, like a brand warfare. Yes, I I do agree. They actually, you know, gives a little bit more heat, gives a little bit more juice to the match. It makes you know, it makes things a lot more interesting and stuff. Especially when they've done the brand split and you don't get to see the favorite your favorite superstars uh, on Raw or sometimes the superstars you want to see on SmackDown are on Raw. It's great to see them actually interact throughout the year and stuff like that. So, well, let's get to Survivor Series 2003 real quick. We're going to. Uh, pay the bills. Make sure you guys check out Spacious Productions, the production company that we are a part of in the podcast that they post up there weekly on the Mark and Dark Show and both sides along with our podcast up there, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, the No Gimmicks Need the Wrestling Podcast, the, the Hot New Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond Podcast, which is hosted by Lady Sketch, my beautiful wife, and of course, uh, Drunk Thoughts and Sober Tongues, which is up, hosted by Left Brain. You can guys can find all those great podcasts on spacesphilly.com. Along with, make sure you guys check us out, both the Nerdgasm Talk uh, Podcast and No Gimmick Seen Podcast on YouTube. We're up there every weekend as well, along with all the podcast apps. If you guys have an Android, you can find us on Stitcher. We have an iPhone. You can find us on the podcast apps along with Google Play, Speaker, and SoundCloud. And as well, I'm going to try to get on uh, Steven's case, and I'm actually going to try to get up on Anchor, iHeartRadio, and all the above, too. Cause you, 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 and Spotify. You got all the ones that I want to be on that I am not a part of just of yet. So I envy you. So uh, I, I, can, I mean, is is these podcasts on, on Spreaker? Oh yeah, yes. All all my podcasts right here is on Spreaker. Yeah, what what you can do is um the if you want to do that um you can you can actually um go I think you, you go into your settings and then you click on your show you find your show in your settings and then and then off to the side like there's like a thing that like to put your show on iHeartRadio and a thing to put on Spotify. Uh huh. So so you click those things. And you, you go through the process, and they confirm it. It takes a couple of days for it to be like, it's approved, you know, approved. Yeah. And so, and so you, um, and so when they get approved, they'll show up on those media sites. And, um, and that, and that's, and that's just how easy it is. And then for iTunes, that's a little bit more difficult because you gotta go, it's not like difficult, but like really, really difficult, but Basically, if you have iTunes on your computer, you go to iTunes and then you go to the store, and then you and then you uh, you you go to the podcast section, and then and then under the bold podcast where it says uh, request a podcast or whatever, and then you do your sign in and all that stuff, and then when you do all your sign in, then you put a URL link, and then and then the URL link. It's a hard process. I don't want to bore you with the details. Okay, no, it's all, it's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to try all those things out anyway. So, but I, I, I had to get the business out the way first. But, so Survivor Series 2003. Storylines going into this, we had the whole rivalry between Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar back in the day. This was the, the main story that was going in here was... Is Stone Cold going to keep his job as Team Austin took on Team Bischoff of who's going to be the general manager of Monday Night Raw, along with Goldberg and his whole deals with Evolution, uh, yeah, Evolution, and The Undertaker taking on Vince McMahon 
in a buried alive match. I mean, sometimes you know, uh, Undertaker was saying in the pay per view that you know, some, you know, you have to repent for your sins or something of that nature. So we, we start off with the first matchup. It's a classic five on five Survivor Series matchup, which is Team Angle consists of Bradshaw, Chris Benoit, Hardcore Holly, John Cena. And Kurt Angle himself taking on the largest or the heaviest team or the biggest team ever assembled in Survivor Series history. A-Train, The Big Show, Brock Lesnar, Nathan Jones, and Matt Morgan. So, Steve, real quick, before I get into this matchup, when you hear these kind of names like Nathan Jones, Matt Morgan, even uh, Harko Holly, Christopher Wilde, like, like... what comes to your mind? Like, do you even, do you even remember those guys, or did you even like those guys? Yes, I remember. I remember all of them, but it's just like, look at how many names do not work for that business anymore, or either they passed away. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. I mean, like Benoit is now passed away. Hardcore Holly doesn't even work for the company anymore. Kurt Angle is the general manager of Raw right now, and well, well, general manager. Yeah. And, and John. John Cena is a full-time movie star at this point. That's what it looks like, exactly. So, so many you things went, have changed. This is when Cena was doing the word life thing still? And yes, this was Cena was actually still a heel and still doing the word. This is this is the night where John Cena's word life character, he became a face to tonight. So, oh, they, yeah. They now, this matchup, I, I, at first, when I first heard about this matchup back in the day, I was very excited for this match. And uh, it's because it was the largest team ever. So I was like, there's no way Brock Lesnar's team could lose. Well, I was wrong. This is the time Nathan Jones couldn't work worth a damn. So he sucked ass in the ring. Matt Morgan uh, became the blueprint when he went over to TNA. But here, he sucked as well. So uh, Hardcore Holly and Brock Lesnar had a few where Brock Lesnar broke Hardcore Holly's neck. So he came back and tried to get payback. He lost at Royal Rumble. That was here in Philly, by the way. And uh, he, he goes at... Well, this is before uh, the whole Royal Rumble thing. He goes, attacks Lesnar, and beats him up, gets himself disqualified. Harker Holly's eliminated uh, by the referee. So, after that, uh, a tr- uh, Bradshaw gets eliminated by uh, the Big Show after a choke slam. So, now, we're automatically down to three to, to five. So, we think it's going to be a, a clean sweep. And then, all of a sudden... They take out Matt Morgan, Nathan Jones, to take out the two guys that really can't wrestle because Nathan Jones was just terrible. He couldn't even walk to the ring right. And uh, Kurt Angle gets eliminated by Brock Lesnar with an F5. So uh, then uh, Benoit eliminates the big show. So this is when it's Benoit and Cena left against Brock Lesnar. And uh, Oh, no, excuse me. I'll take that back. He makes Lesnar uh, tap out to the crossface. So it's big show left with uh, John Cena and Chris Benoit. This is when John Cena first lift up the big show in the attitude adjustment, which was named the FU back then, and hits the uh, adjustment on big show. One, two, three. Benoit and Cena win the whole matchup. They're the remaining survivors on the team, and Cena gets over like gangbusters that night. So your thoughts on this match, Steve? No, no, sorry. Sorry, I was just trying to – I was trying – Sorry if I was trying to stop you while you were talking, but... Um, oh, I apologize. Go ahead. No, but, like, um... Didn't... I, maybe I'm thinking about WrestleMania, but, like, WrestleMania that year, but, like, I thought 
I thought that he lived. I thought that whole of him lifting the Big Show thing happened at WrestleMania first. No, it happened here on Survivor Series first, and then when he became a face, because that's what got him over. They was like, "Oh my God, he's really strong." And then at uh, WrestleMania twenty is when he did it. The, he did it the second time, but he did it here at Survivor Series for the first time. Yeah, because um, at least he wasn't doing two people like he did at WrestleMania twenty four. <laughs> exactly, and, and that that once again, Cena, he just gets stronger and stronger every year. He does. So, did you? He get, he, huh? No, he's every time he's get, he gets older, but he also gets stronger at the same time. He's like Superman or something. Exactly. So uh, my match, right? Yeah, yeah. So your thoughts on this opening matchup? It was um, it was it was actually pretty competitive. You know, I mean, like there's a lot. I mean, there there's a lot of stuff going on, and like. And like I think the right team won because like you know they always do they always pull this stick where it's always the small guys versus the really big guys and usually the smaller guys are the ones that usually end up winning. Yeah, so it was good. It it was enough to you know put a nail in the whole Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar storyline. So Kurt Angle, he did, even though he didn't survive, uh, he uh, his team did win. Next matchup, which was. Well, so I got a question real quickly. So, sure, yeah. So after the match, is did, did Cena like cut a promo face or no? Well, uh, she, Cena just shook Benoit's hand, you know, gave him the word life thing and everything, and then people started respecting John Cena because nobody at the time the storyline was Kurt Angle couldn't find a fifth guy, and John Cena last yeah. minute answered the call. And then, of course, he came in there, and he was a heel, but he's going to be on the face team. So he answers the call, and he ends up being the main, one of the main survivors, he, and he shows tremendous strength. So it just got him over. The crowd organically went to Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's how it happened. And, you know, and then Chris Benoit gave him the respect. So that, that's how it all kind of came together. Uh, m- Moving on to our next match, we have Molly Holly who was the women's champion taking on Lita for the women's championship. Now, this is back in the day when the women didn't get that much time to wrestle, where their matches were below 10 minutes opposed to beyond 10 minutes now they are these days. They're actually beyond 15 minutes these days. So the women weren't really get a chance to shine. But however, I was a huge fan of Lita, and I was a huge fan of Molly Holly as well. Uh, Molly Holly takes the, the, the middle turnbuckle off. Lita gets... Her head caught on that ring post, and Molly rolls her up for the win. Not much really here to rate here, but uh, your thoughts on on the second uh, women's match? And did you enjoy the women's uh, action back then? Um. So, so is this is this before Lita and Trish did the main event in Raw, or is this after that? This is before that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, if it should be judged this way or not, but do you think that women's wrestling changed after that happened? Like, like, after, like from then, from there on? Not, not I, I think women's wrestling gave a slight change to whoever the champion was, but then after that, they didn't really uh, care too much. The women just did main event. And they did the little side shows. The women's stuff really didn't change until NXT started uh, being a thing. 
but yeah, I mean, right here, I mean, like, to go back to your question, um, I mean, when, I mean, the women's wrestling back then, I mean, like, it was just more of a like, like, how many men can we can we get attracted to watch our show this time, sort of thing, and and I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they had tons of talent. I mean, and I and I do, I do respect their talents in the ring. You know, that's just, that's just, that's that's how I look at it. Yeah, but like. But back then, you know, it was just more of like a thing to try to get eye candy sort of thing at the time. I don't know why. Yeah, that's what they did. It was all about the eye candy, which was very unfortunate, I mean. But uh, Molly High picks up the win here. Uh, so now this rivalry is about to come to a head when the Monster King, who just unmasked this, this year in 2003, taking on Shane McMahon. They had a last man standing match at Unforgiven where Shane lost to Kane. So now... He wanted to uh, face him in an ambulance match. So, this match started off hot from the gate. Shane McMahon knocks Kane. He falls right on his head outside on the uh, the floor. Both men... That's what you get for, that's what, that's what you get for being Knox County Mayor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, they, uh, they was um, taking a lot of hard shots at each other, especially... On the ambulance, there was this one time Shane swung the door open and almost like just knocked Kane out. He ate all of that. But Shane had a plan. Shane tried to get Kane to the back, and he had a whole other ambulance set up for him in the back after he beat him down after he tried to like uh, run him over to like the, the security booth. But it didn't work out. Shane, knowing Shane does what Shane does, does a coast-to-coast -coast from the top of the ambulance on the Kane on the trash can. But it's still not enough. Kane tombstones Shane McMahon on the concrete floor and throws him in the ambulance. And Kane wins the feud. So, uh, your thoughts on seeing this ambulance match? And uh, would you like to see more of them? Now, yeah, now, uh, yeah, I, I would love. Yeah, ambulance matches are amazing. I mean, like they're mostly feud killers. Yeah. That's that's what they mainly are, but like I would love to see more of them because they're because like you know just trying to be your guy enough to throw him into a freaking ambulance. I mean, like that's amazing. Uh huh. Yeah. But like, but like, uh, um, before I go on about the match, I got actually a funny story about Shane McMahon. Um, but remember when he uh, came back um, for WrestleMania thirty-two? Yeah. And he and he started re-releasing his jerseys on WWE Shop. Yes, I actually have every single jersey that he's ever released ever since his comeback. Really? Yeah, I have. I have the three. I have the WrestleMania thirty-two one. I got the WrestleMania thirty-three one. I got the Survivor Series one. I got the the uh, the one with that just says McMahon with the dollar sign on the back. Yeah, I got them all. Oh wow! Okay, that's a good collection. Including the uh, the WrestleMania twenty-two jersey. <laughs> Wow. Well, first off, I only got the WrestleMania 32 jersey when he first came back. So I, I felt as though I needed it. But, yeah. um, but yeah. Oh, that, that's a good collection, dude. Hey, thanks. I, I try. I try to be the biggest fan I can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I and I'm sorry. Um, one more thing. I also had the money in the bank briefcase too. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, that's that's one thing I do got. So I'm not mad at you for that one. But 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 in mine, I actually printed out the, the contract and it's inside my briefcase. <laughs> oh. 
had to go the extra step. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but go ahead. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, to go back to your question about about the match itself, the match itself was amazing, and there's a lot of action. Shane McMahon in the ring is always fantastic, even though people like to credit him as a as a uh, backyard wrestler on television. But, yeah. But I. I like his work. I don't know. And obviously, since I have all of his jerseys. <laughs> well, we have a guy, Quattro. I'm pretty sure you heard him on this show before. That's his favorite wrestler of all time. Don't know why, but it is. Well, well, your boy Quattro, man. Just tell, tell him to hit me up, man. Shoot me, man dude. Yeah, I mean, he loves him. It's his favorite wrestler and everything. I'm just like, well, I don't know why, but okay. My favorite wrestler right now is Dean Ambrose, and I really love CM Punk too when he was wrestling. Oh yeah, those those are two good ones, especially Dean now. But we're going to move on uh, for the time. Uh, next up, we have a match for the tag a, a tag team match for the tag team championships, and that's the Basham brothers, Danny and Doug Basham, with Shaniqua taking on the Los Guerreros, Chavo and Eddie Guerrero. First of all, let, let's go back. Do you remember Shaniqua? Shaniqua, this tall Amazon black girl that came out with the Basher brother that looks scary. I think I, yeah, I think so. I mean, like I'm gonna, I mean, I have to, I mean, like, I mean, I, I mean, yes, I saw, I, I, yes, be warned, everyone, I did see, <laughs> I did see the highlights from after not seeing this preview in a long, 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 long time. Uh huh. But, but like, but like I, um. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Shoot, I don't even know how to say her name. I I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Shaniqua, she was called. Yeah, Shaniqua. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot her. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's quite alright. She's she, she's kind of forgettable. So, uh, but yeah, she was with the Basham brothers, and she was like Black China out there almost. And I ain't talking about the real one. But uh, she, uh, Los Guerreros had had a decent matchup. However. Chavo Guerrero, or Eddie Guerrero ran to Chavo Guerrero, which caused a distraction. The Bash, uh, the the, the, yeah, the Basham brothers rolled them up, and uh, the Bashams retained the tag team championships. Not really much. It wasn't one of my favorite matches on the show. This was this was definitely a buffer to get us to the next match, which was one of the made of one of the main events of the show. So, if you have any critiques or things you want to say about the tag team match, feel free to do it now. Don't you think that the that Los Guerreros are are lost? Or do you think Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero could have been a tag team in WCW? I mean, I remember they at one time they were working together in WCW with like those those Eddie Guerrero's my favorite wrestler T-shirts. Uh huh. Uh, I think they probably could have, but I think they was focused too much more on cruiserweights. And you know, back in WCW when it was cruiserweights, it was all just about high flying action and one cruiserweight title. They didn't really care about the tag teams in the cruiserweight division or anything that way. But yeah, I mean, the match itself, I mean, like, do people really even talk, I mean, like, I, I guess it, I guess it says a lot when, when that match happened, but no one's talking about it today, so I guess it wasn't that good of a match. Exactly. But something that was a hell of a match, it was Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. And That's the Right, that, that happened next after that. Yeah, it happened right after. That's why that's why I said the bash was like a buffer. So, Team Bischoff consists of Chris Jericho, 
Christian, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, and Scott Steiner taking on Team Austin, which was Booker T, the Dudley Boys, RVD, and Shawn Michaels. Now, That's one. Yeah. Uh, Austin was trying to find people to help him find a team, and Shawn Michaels was the last one that said he was willing to help uh, Stone Cold regain his job. So, this matchup was a pretty, pretty good matchup. I I enjoyed this. This one saw a lot of drama. Uh, First, uh, Scott Steiner was eliminated by a bookend. This is when Scott Steiner wasn't, you know, that great of (laughs) an athlete at this time. So, Booker T eliminates him. But then, uh, Mark Henry comes in and eliminates Booker T with the World's Strongest Slam. Uh, Mark Henry gets eliminated by the Dudley Boys after a 3D and a 5-star Frog Splash. And, but then Randy Orton gets eliminated. Uh, Rob Van Dam gets eliminated after an RKO. Then the Dudley Boys get eliminated by Jericho and Christian. So, it's down to three against one. Shawn Michaels versus Christian, Chris Jericho, and Randy Orton. There's no way Sean could win. And Sean got busted open when his head hit the ring post on the outside. So this was more of a heroic comeback when uh, Shawn Michaels uh, pinned Christian after a sweet chin music. Then he rolled up Chris Jericho uh, in a small cradle. So now we're down to Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton. And of course, Bischoff comes in to try cheats on Shawn Michaels. Hits him in the back with uh, one of karate. I forgot what he hit him with hit Shawn Michaels with, but uh, Austin fought him off. He stunned Randy Orton, and that was going to be the win, but Batista comes out from Evolution, hits Shawn Michaels with a Batista bomb, and pin, Randy Orton pins Shawn Michaels. Stone Cold is out of a job. Now, I don't know if you were, uh, when, I, when we were talking the other time, you didn't start watching wrestling at this time, but when I was watching the wrestling at this time, Seeing Stone Cold leave again was heartbreaking. It really was heartbreaking because you didn't see him much that much at that time, and he wasn't, you know, wrestling there uh, that anymore. He had his last match with The Rock already, so it was kind of heartening. Uh, see, it was a good match, but I was pulling for Stone Cold in the worst way. Uh, how about you? Now, wait, if he had his last match, so wait, was this like a second run for him or something? Or? Well. He had his last match with The Rock at WrestleMania 19. So, yeah. in order to stay on television and things, he became the general manager or the sheriff or the commissioner of Monday Night Raw. And he was raising hell, and Bischoff didn't like him doing raising all this hell. So, Bischoff said, we're going to have a match because I, I, I want you out. I'm tired of you abusing the co-workers and all that kind of stuff. So, if Bischoff won, Stone Cold will be out. If Stone Cold team won, he'll stay and get to raise all the hell he wants. But Stone Cold didn't actually compete in the match. No, he didn't. He tried. No, he didn't compete in the match at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, the match, I mean, that was a pretty start. I mean, like, just, I mean, just look at the match. Look how many stars were in that match. Yes. I mean, I mean, like, Rob Van Dam, the Dudleys, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold. Scott Steiner, Mark Henry, Eric Bischoff, all those guys. I mean, I mean, like, who who would you fought? What what do you think that in two thousand three that that you're going to see Eric Bischoff in the Dota E, just let alone in the Dota E, 
and also let alone in a survivor in that survivor series trying to save his job exactly i never would have thought that especially after two years after nitro had died so i never thought i, w- I would see that but it was crazy to see that it really was yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure back then your mind was blown. Like, oh my God, Eric Bischoff's in the WWE because you, you were you were such a Nitro guy, and then, and then, and then you're and, and you're also freaking out in the same year because oh my God, he's about to lose a job again. Exactly. So, like, I was on the edge of my seat for that matchup, and I, I wanted to see if so. But I, I was so mad at Batista and Evolution at that time. They did a good job making me hate them. So. But yeah, Stone Cold's team lost. Stone Cold tries to give a salute into the ring, and uh, Jonathan Coachman comes out to to say na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. And Stone Cold does what he does best: give Jonathan Coachman a Stone Cold stunner and stops a mud hole and walks it dry. Yeah, it's like it's it's like hey hey hey, still going, you know you're leaving. <laughs> exactly. So you know what? I couldn't stand coach then, and I can't stand him now. So you can't stand him now. I mean, dude, he's he's better than he was back then. I mean, I liked him when the when the Rock picked on him, but he's look. Even as a commentator, I prefer Booker T over Jonathan Coachman. I'm sorry, I just don't like Coach. But him being going to have Renee Young there, I'm 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 good with that. I mean, do you like him? Did you like him on ESPN? He was all right. He was, he, he, you know, he was, he was all right. He was just never one of my, the my, my favorite people. All right, that was fair. Um, next matchup is a match I definitely didn't think I was ever going to see. Yeah, a buried alive match: The Undertaker versus Vince McMahon. Wait, you never seen that before? I mean, like no, you no, said, no, no. <laughs> I think I will ever see it. No, wait, wait. So you're saying that you did see it before? No. In other words, I never thought I would ever see Vince McMahon in a buried alive match. Oh, Vince McMahon in a buried alive match. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I've seen Undertaker do buried alive matches. Uh, I, I've uh, seen uh, Undertaker do a lot of buried alive matches before, but never went one with the boss. Yeah, no, because no, I got no, but I got, got confused with Vince. Wait, I was like, wait, you didn't, you never seen a very live match? So I, and then you said, I never seen a very live match with Vince McMahon. I was like, oh, okay, get it now. Yeah. So um, this matchup was kind of weird because Vince McMahon at the time in 2003 was just strutting his shit. He uh made his daughter. Uh, he was having an affair with Sable. Uh, you know that, that whole storyline. He yeah. made his he uh made a train attack his daughter. He had a father daughter I quit match. And that was sick. That yeah that was. And he tried to make Stephanie scream I quit, but she never did. And that whole storyline. So Undertaker said, "Yo, you are a disgusting human being. You're going to pay for all this." And then uh, Mister Man comes out. I got faith on my side, and everything comes out. Pray to the Undertaker. And Undertaker beats the shit out of Vince McMahon in this whole matchup. I mean, this man is bleeding like a stuffed pig the whole time. And Undertaker is hitting him with the shovel over the head in the back. <laughs> exactly. He, he's doing all this shit to Vince McMahon. And, like, there, it, Vince McMahon is getting no offense in. This was just a beating 
for a smooth 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and then uh, afterwards, uh, Ernest carries Vince up to the dirt mound and goes to bury him. And as he goes into the tractor, this loud, this explosion happens. And who was in the explosion? Here comes Kane from earlier. The Undertaker's brother is here. And uh, Undertaker is getting beat down by Kane because he got distracted by the blast. Kane puts him in the grave. And Vince goes in there with the forklift and buries the Undertaker alive. And Vince McMahon beats the Undertaker in a very live match. Just saying that, how, how does that make you feel, just me saying that phrase, Vince McMahon beats the Undertaker in a very live match? Hey, pal. You want to you be, be mayor in the future? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, Vince. Yes, Vince, yes. <laughs> well, uh, help me beat the Undertaker. Dang it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so Vince McMahon. He probably paid Kane to do that for him because he knew Vince McMahon wasn't going to beat wasn't going to beat The Undertaker exactly and it just baffled me because I was like when I seen this match I was like okay there's no way Undertaker's losing this match I don't even know why they was having it but however this match was only to kill off the American badass character so the Undertaker can, can come back as the dead man Oh, oh, because he was still doing the, the motorcycle gimmick at this time, right? Exactly. He was still doing the, the big evil American badass gimmick at this time. And then this was supposed to kill off that character. And at WrestleMania uh, the next year, at WrestleMania 20, when he comes back to take on Kane, that's when he comes back as the old Undertaker again, the Phenom. Now, what, now what gimmick do you like better? Do you like the, the American badass gimmick or did you like the gimmick they're doing now? I always said this. I like the gimmick they're doing now. I hate the American Badass Undertaker. Why's that? I never liked him. Because at that time, don't get me wrong. It's not because he couldn't wrestle, but he was slower. He was he was more out of shape. He talked on the mic more. And I was like, he's a, he's a, he's a regular guy. There's, there's, there's no special aura to him having this this gimmick and uh i was like okay well he could still have decent matches like the one with jeff hardy and rick flair and stuff like that but there was no appeal to the undertaker no more and then he was all salute america and everything i was like that's fine but i i want my dead man back and uh that's one of the biggest reasons why and it, like i said this was not a good time in his career like athletic wise he wasn't from 96, 98 Undertaker, and he got more athletic back in like 2005, 2006, 2007 era. So that, that, that's why, but personally, I don't, I'm not a big fan of his. Are you, which one are you a fan of? I didn't really mind either. I mean, like, the, the, the appeal that's behind, I think the appeal behind the American Badass character was that because he was a biker, and in the, in what, from what I heard, is that that was supposed to be, the Undertaker requested that gimmick because it was because he wanted a gimmick that was more the real him, but he still wanted to be the Undertaker. So he wanted, but he wanted the gimmick to be more like how he really was. Uh huh. And so that's where the biker gimmick came out of. And then, but then I don't know why they killed it off, but they killed. I guess they killed it off because they wanted to be like, 
well, everyone loves you for being the dead man, so we're going to kill off this character and turn you back into the dead man again. And so it's like... Well, they killed it off because Vince didn't like the American Badass character. He didn't like it himself? Oh, no, no wonder he paid Tandy yeah. Barry. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he hated the character, so he wanted to kill it off. He let it go for three years, but then he said, no, we got to go back to the other Undertaker. So if Vince hates something, you're getting rid of it. Do you think the, the character... I, I know that you don't like it, but do you think it will ever come back? No. It, it, it had its chance to come back at WrestleMania against John Cena this past year, and since it didn't, then uh, I, I don't see it ever coming back. I think it's done. I don't know why they didn't pull the trigger on bringing it back at WrestleMania this past year. They, they were like they were leading up to it like so bad. Exactly. I don't know why. Yeah, it would have been better, in my personal opinion, because... He retired, supposedly, last year. He threw the hat and the gloves down. That should mean something. So, I guess not. So, whatever. Uh, But then, that takes us to our main event. And that is Goldberg taking on Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship matchup. Uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. We've seen Triple H has been avoiding Goldberg since SummerSlam. He ch- now, now, before, now, before you continue on that... um. What Goldberg run do you like better? This one or the one that happened like a year ago or like a few years ago? Okay, I'm going to say this. I I loved Goldberg's run in 2017. However, I wish he was this Goldberg's in shape-wise. Like, if I could take the like the in-shape body from Goldberg in 2003 and put him in the run of 2017, I would love it. It would be perfect. Because in 2017, he enjoyed it. People people loved him for it. But he just wasn't the same Goldberg. He was older. And all he could do was the spirit and jackhammer. So they played it up. Back then, Goldberg can do a lot more moves. He just wasn't in shape uh, yeah. anymore. So if I could take the 2003 Goldberg and put him in the 2017 run, oh, it would have been perfect. Because Goldberg's one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, mine too. I mean, he, I, mean I have his... Uh his um, legendary devastation shirt and it says go, um, um, that hashtag on the back of the shirt I think it says um, the devastation conti- continues what's that the devastation continues no not that one the one that's a, the one that says legend legendary destruct like legendary destruction or whatever or something and it says Goldberg across it and it says uh, every no everyone is next oh okay yeah yeah I'm a Huge fan of Goldberg, so yeah, I, I enjoy the 2017 run opposed to the 2003 run. I just wish he would have had the 2003 body, not because he he not because he didn't look like he had a body, just that he was getting gassed and everything. I was just like, man, that that, that cardio, you know, it could be a problem on you. But I appreciate what he did. But he had a match here with Triple H, where it was completely overbooked. They they it had. Batista interfere, Orton interfere, Ric Flair. The whole evolution was interfering in this matchup because Goldberg was dealing with a leg injury. It looked, well, I mean, for, for kayfabe purposes. But uh, Goldberg, at the end, hits a spear on Triple H, hits a jackhammer, and Goldberg finally becomes world heavyweight champion after all the months of Triple H uh, hitting him in the head, the sledgehammer, getting the best of him at Evolution, I mean, uh, at SummerSlam, and then, of course, him not being able to win the belt back at 
Unforgiven, I believe it was, when Triple H cheated again. But he finally got it at Survivor Series. He lost it next month at Armageddon, of course, but he did win it at Survivor Series. So that was pretty good. So uh, your thoughts on this, this main event matchup, the last one? Um, I... I mean, like, I, I really like Goldberg. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but, like, with an overbooked match as this one was, I mean, like, do you re- like, do you really need to get everyone? In- I mean, like, how many times did Batista interfere in this one night? Exactly. Batista interfered a lot. Ric Flair kept interfering in this matchup. I was like, he doing more, he doing more flopping than Goldberg is. <laughs> like, like, dude, like, let him have the match. My gosh, it's supposed to be Triple H Goldberg. Come on. You don't need your whole faction to interfere 500 times in it. I know. They probably tried to do that because they know Goldberg couldn't put on a 20-minute classic. He just wasn't that kind of wrestler. So they needed all these other people to help try, you know, try to help him lead him to a decent match. And the match was not great, but me being a Goldberg fan, I enjoyed him winning the, WWE, the World Heavyweight Championship at that time. So, huh? The thing too is, that I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't focus on on his streak again in the WWE, like like trying to make like a streak in WWE. Yeah, well, exact. Uh, they uh, they should have did that. They, they tried to go to that at SummerSlam, but then they went back to the old reign of terror of Triple H. So that was a. Yeah. No, I don't know if you noticed this, but do you notice that Triple H? Buried every single WCW guy that ever jumped ship to WWE. You know, Scott Steiner, Goldberg, Sting, Booker, all of them. Booker T, yeah. Buff Bagwell, maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, I mean, Buff Bagwell, he can get buried. I really wouldn't care. But yeah, I, I, it does. That's that's what happens. It's always WCW, WWE, the, the winners write the history. But no, it's literally just giving the WCW guys the shovel for some reason or another. Exactly. But we are now at the end of it. So after you know, we want a good review here. What do, what was your, what would your final grade of Survivor Series be for for this show? Uh, let's see. It wasn't the best. I mean, it wasn't like the best Survivor Series of all time, and it wasn't the worst Survivor Series of all time. I mean, it definitely could have been better, but it wasn't the worst. Um. Mm. So, I mean, I would give this one, like, okay, if, if I were to say how I'm going to review this thing, I would, how I would put it is, is that, like, okay, if I, if I was, like, having, like, like, a friend who was just getting into wrestling, and they wanted to see, like, the older stuff, besides, over the newer stuff, uh-huh. I would be, I would be, like, don't, I would be, like, if you want to see, like, like a good amount of wrestling, but also a lot of storytelling, and I mean a lot of storytelling. Mm. <laughs> then go watch Survivor Series 2003. Okay. That's a lot of I understand that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna give this show a C plus. Now, I know I graded kind of high because. I do consider it one of my favorites because I'm being biased because I really like this show for some reason. For some reason, that Austin Bischoff match that had me, I'm a huge fan of Goldberg. Then, uh, for some reason, Vince getting his ass whooped by Undertaker the whole match was enjoyment to me. The ambulance match. I, I, I enjoy those kind of survivors where we have different kind of uh, elements going on. Uh, 
in there. So I I I I really like the whole dynamic of it and the birth of the, the John Cena face turn. He would never go heel again after this night. So it got a lot of memorable moments on there. So that's why I enjoy. It. But you guys there listening uh, can write us in at the email at the Real Nerd Coalition at gmail.com once again that's the real nerd coalition at gmail.com and you guys can email us your thoughts about survivor series 2003 and what other retro style pay-per-view you guys will want us to review whether it's from wwe wcw ecw ring of honor tna it doesn't matter you let us know in uh when you email us and we will review it for you so uh that you know that, that's some great stuff once again steve thank you for joining me on this review. And if, if you guys don't go and do that, Vince McMahon's going to come over to you and kick you in the ding ding, pal. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, make sure, yeah, like I said, th- thank you for that. Uh, once again, check out uh, Spacious Productions, uh, Spacious Philly, which is spaciousphilly.com, where you guys can find our podcast on the Nerd Gas and Talk podcast, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling podcast, hip, uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, and of course, the main podcast on Spaces Philly, their podcast, The Market Dark Show, and Both Sides. So make sure you guys check all that great content out as well. This show will only be on the podcast app. So if you got an Android, Pull it up on Stitcher. If you got an iPhone, pull it up on the podcast app. If you uh, Google Play, Speaker, SoundCloud, we're all on there. But you know what? Y'all know where to find me at. Y'all listening to me. I want y'all to make sure y'all check out my man Steve, my man, uh, uh, and, and all his podcasts on Speaker the Super Time Bite. So, Steve, I'm going to give you a minute to take the floor to go promote your show and tell people where they can find you at. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Aini, for letting me come on to this fantastic podcast. I mean, ho- hopefully hopefully uh, you- you'll have me on again soon because I love doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but, like, yeah, everyone, you can find you can find my my uh, my podcast, Cyber Time Bite, at, on Spreaker, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and soon on iTunes, soon, hopefully soon, not too far away. Um, you can also, I also have a, a few shirts that you can buy if you like, um, on rubble.com under the, under the, uh, what is it? Under the username of Crash Steven Gear. And I, it's, I have like, I have like three or four shirts right now. And the one shirt has, says Cyber Time Bite on it. It's just literally the logo is just plastered on a shirt. And, and you can guys go you know, pick that up, support my podcast, you know, support my boy over here, Mr. Aini, and his art podcast, because his podcasts are radical and awesome. His videos are awesome, too. And I hope you really, and I hope you go listen to my podcast and you love my show and all that. I also have Adventure Time Guys, which you can check out, too, which I do with my other friend Cameron. Go check that out as well. That's pretty cool. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, I think, and, oh, oh man, uh, sorry, sorry. One, oh, sure. You got the floor. I forgot, I forgot to uh, put my social media. You can find me on Twitter at Nostalgia Vamp. You can find my my show's Facebook page at Cyber Time Bite. And and uh, yeah, I mean that's all my social media is that I have right now for the show and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think that does it for my social medias. I think. Well, that's good. I mean, also you can check us out in their coalition. Uh, we're on Facebook. You guys can find us at Undeterred Nerd on Twitter 
and we're on NC the place to uh, NC the place to be on uh, Instagram. So those are our social medias that you guys can find us at too. So once again, guys, this is NC and the place to be chilling with Tony, Mister A and D, and also my very special guest from uh, Super Time Bike Man, my man Steve. You mean Cyber? Cyber, I apologize. I do apologize for that. Cyber Time Bite. My my apologies for that. Make sure, don't listen to me. Listen to Steve, okay? Because like I said, Cyber Time Bite. Because I I'm, I'm gonna mess this whole shit up. So I don't even want to do that to y'all. I mean, uh, no, that's fine, man. I, I mean, like, so, I mean, like, you're the first one to ever do that. So I mean, like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Great, that makes me feel even better. This <laughs> I'm the first one to do this shit. Uh, but yeah, no, so we are signing out. Qflow, wherever you are at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.